everybody, it's Marissa, and there is a prediction coming at the end of the Buffy episode that I feel I need to apologize for. It's very spot on, turns out, because when I opened up Hulu after we recorded my prediction, I realized that almost the entire episode of New Man had already played. So while I had been sleeping, this episode had played, and apparently that got into my subconscious, and I predicted exactly what was going to happen, basically. So, sorry, everybody. I won't let it happen again. Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. I'll try not to let it happen again. So if my prediction seems really, really spot on, that's, that's why. And she's curled up like a little baby. She's up against my chest, chewing on a pen. Okay. Hmm. Three, two, one. Welcome to Chosen, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel podcast. I am the watcher of this show, guiding my Slayer through her first ever viewing of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. My name is Mel B, and I am joined by the aforementioned Slayer, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Mel. No, no compliments this week. Too tired. No? <laughs> no. Oh, sad. Too tired and I have the okay. most adorable... I'll just have to... <laughs> Go on. You're just I'll just have to... to compliment myself. It's fine. Okay, what are your, what are your self-compliments? Uh, I hadn't thought of any, so I'll get back to you at the end. Okay. Yeah, I'm just. I didn't know I had to prepare anything. Yeah, uh, I'm just so wrecked after hiking through snow today. It was lots and lots of fun. The photos are up on Facebook, on my Facebook. Fans Ooh. can't see them. <laughs> oh, sad. Next well, thing, I can. I, I, I will assure thing, them that it, they're awesome. Next thing you know, Kevin's gonna go through my Facebook and nick them and put them on our Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, probably. It could happen. And I've also got my cat being a giant sook in my arms. I don't have hands at the moment, and I can't see my notes. I can't even control the computer. A giant... A giant what? Sook. You don't have I don't that know word? What that is. Uh, like all cuddly and just pay attention to me. Okay. Um, like you would call a kid who just comes running up to mummy all the time and buries his face in her hip and just clings to mum, a sook, especially if he's, like, always okay. not crying but, you know, being all mm, kind of thing. Gotcha. So she's been a sook Understood. as she's got – she's supporting her back paws on my hand and I've got to support her back with my other arm and then her head's on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's like holding gotcha. a baby. Understood. I gotcha. Anyway. Hey. Uh, Doomed. What do we think of Doomed? Yes. It it was okay. It was okay? It was an alright episode. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we want to get into it? 
We do. Starting starting from where Hush left us? Yes, we picked up exactly where we left off. And they're just sitting in silence for a while. And then Buffy goes, one of us should speak before we graduate. Solid plan, Buffy. Which is, which is pretty. Um, so Riley doesn't really know what to say, so he just asks, what are you? Mm. And she gives him her astrological sign. Yeah. Because she's super put off the way he asks it. Yeah. he's kind of being a douchebag about it. I don't think it's, I don't want to use the word douchebag. I want to say more he was, you know, scared, confused, unsure what he was facing. There's a better way to start the discussion than what are you? He's a dumb boy. What, What does Josh always say, dumb teenage boy? But is he a teenager? Uh, be early 20s, probably. Which yeah. isn't that much different. He's supposed to be, what, a grad? If he's a grad student, he would be, like, 22-ish. Okay. Yeah, well, guys my age are still pretty dumb. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but, so it turns out that they both have super secret identities. Yep. And, and Riley- she... she Takes a, a stab at what he is and nails it. Yeah, kind of easy when you've got had somebody who's been on the inside. Yeah. So she goes through this whole entire thing, and then she's not sure if he's from Iowa or if his name's even right. And apparently both of those things are true. Yeah. And he just got into this whole thing when he started college. About. I'm just, like, wondering how you just, like... How do they recruit? I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. Is it just like how you would normally recruit somebody for the army and then you just give them an intelligence test and that's who you pick? I don't know. I don't know how that whole thing works. I think we should know. But anyway, so she goes, so you'll know, because she goes to this whole big thing about how they get baddies and turn them into bunnies, basically, and do experiments on them. Harmless little puppies. Sorry? I think she calls it harmless little puppies. That was bunnies. Yeah. Now you had to think of Spike as a puppy. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, and she goes, so I guess you'll understand where I'm coming from. I'm the Slayer. He's like, oh, what? (laughs) So apparently he doesn't know what the Slayer is. No, and she's like, Slayer. (laughs) And chosen just, one. She who hangs out in uh, cemeteries. cemeteries a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and so she goes, look it up. Slayer, comma, the. <laughs> and he's talking about how she's like a superhero because she's super, you know, able to fight these demons and stuff. And he goes, she goes, you weren't too bad either. He goes, yeah, but today I'm one big bruise. If you saw me with my clothes off, (laughs) pause. (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what she wants to happen. Uh, Oh, not right now, I don't think. He says, I'm, (laughs) well, there was, there was a charge pause. (laughs) Anyway, so he says that he's one big bruise and that she doesn't have a scratch on her. And, and I'm her, like, well, she is a superhero. Yes. 
So that makes much a lot of sense for her not to really look to be look beat up all the time. Yep. And it's just like, is it too much to ask for Buffy to have a normal guy in her life? <laughs> she's not a normal girl. Apparently to Joss, it's a big deal. Well, she's not a normal girl. He's not a normal guy, though. He's not a normal guy. He's part of some exactly. elite vampire demon fighting squad. We, we saw it's not normal. Angel got turned into a normal guy, and we saw what happened to him. Yeah, that is not even the same thing. <laughs> but I'm just saying she can't have a normal guy. He would get killed. Yeah, I guess. I guess you have a point. Like, remember... It's just like, she doesn't want something complicated again. Remember, which, she, which she brings up later. Remember season one when she had that broody guy and he... um. They went on a date that got interrupted oh, by vampires yeah. and then he became obsessed. And she was just there going, oh, God, he's going to get himself killed. Yeah, see? Buffy can yeah. not have a normal. Though I suppose, does, well, who's, who's normal? How do we classify normal? Well, I mean, not somebody that's involved in fighting the the darkness of the world. And that's not just sleeping with her just to sleep with her. Okay. That's what I want for her. But apparently, would, would you want would you, you Would you want him to be left in the dark? So he doesn't know about what she does? I don't know. I don't know. It'll be fine. Will it Will it be fine, they Marissa? Up, they end up coming to an agreement at the end, so it really doesn't matter. So Spoiler! We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that people have watched the episode by now. They're not just listening to this for funsies. Watching it as this, watching this it a, as they this listen. Is, this is a spoil this is a spoiler of the episodes that we're talking about podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. But they're um it's a yeah, they're talking and then Amy starts freaking out. Amy the rat. Yep, and Earthquake. And Riley finds them really exciting. Which is cool, I guess. Well, I've been one? part of Earthquake. It's not exactly cool. Well, he's never been in an Earthquake. I find that hard to believe. If we're led to believe, if we're led to believe that he has been at UC Sunnydale for at least four years, I find that hard to believe that he's never been in an earthquake before. Because I'm pretty sure that we had an earthquake about three years ago. Yeah, but end of season season one, we had an earthquake. Yeah. Who was saying he wasn't around then? But anyway, it's fine. Maybe, Um, Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't in town. Maybe. I, I still find it hard to believe. Anywho, them living in California, there's a much higher chance for them to just have earthquakes than, you know, say, Iowa. But it doesn't necessarily mean the hell is rising because Buffy gets freaked the F out yeah. by there being an earthquake. Well, apparently last time there was an earthquake, it was um, prophesizing her doom. So last time there was an earthquake, she died. Exactly. problem. Yeah, so can you really blame her for freaking out? I mean, 
not really. Anywho, so we cut to the credits, and Riley's in there because I went back and rewatched the episode. Yes. I did. I missed some credits before. So he's going to be hopefully around for a while. They do a swerve yeah. sometimes. This is the that. first time he's been in the credits. Yes. Just so you know. Like you've, okay. I was uh-huh. talking, you said you he's have not, been... He's not back in the credits. He's in the credits. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, so we go to um, the basement that Xander lives in with Spike. Oh, he's roomy. Uh, yeah, his roomy. His, his mooch. His moochie <laughs> McMoocherson. So one of the pipes is broken and it made Spike's chair all soggy. No. And Xander has to go to work at the pizza shop. So Spike needs to fix the pipe. And do some laundry. Yeah, Xander says to him, you've got to earn your keep or you won't be kept. <laughs> it's true. And he yeah. said something about supplying the plasma. And I'm guessing that's a, a blood thing. Yeah. Plasma's part of okay. blood. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't expect him to talk about plasma oh. in general. Anyway, um, so Xander's back is turned at one point and Spike goes to hit him with the wrench <laughs> and, and he, he can't do it. <laughs> Poor thing. He can't even hit someone without being in pain. Yeah. Insane. Yep. Poor thing. Yeah. I'm so so Xander leaves and <laughs> hmm? I actually feel bad for him. It's just like... Do you? I sometimes want to hit people. I don't need to deal with neurological pain every time I try. How often do you actually hit a person? Does poking viciously count? I I don't think so. Okay, then not often. Okay. How often do you violently uh, poke somebody or viciously poke someone? Probably daily. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure if that would count, but anywho. <laughs> so we cut to Buffy talking to Giles and her freaking out and him being like, it's not necessarily a big deal. Oh, did it, didn't, she speak, she spoke to Willow first. Oh, did she? Yeah. I guess I skipped over that. Yeah, yeah, they're in their dorm and Willow is heading to the Aftershock party from the same dorm oh, that yeah. bought you someone's sneeze party and the day ending in Y party. They seem like a fun bunch. Yeah. Yeah, she got almost stuck under a bunch of books at the library, because that's where she was when the earthquake happened. Yeah. And Buffy goes off to talk to Giles. Yeah. one time. Yeah, but first of all, she assures Willow that everything's fine with Riley, because Willow says, you and Riley should come, and she's like, Riley's busy, I think. <laughs> yep. Everything's just fine. Yeah. So, so then she goes to see Giles. Yes, she goes to see Giles, and Giles is like, I'm not sure why you're freaking out about an earthquake. It's Southern California, which is exactly what I said. <laughs> um, so I said, see, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing, and she's under the impression it's the end of the world, and blah de blah And Giles tells her to stop freaking out, and she goes, I've plotted all of these points on this map having to do with our commando friends. Yep. And uh, I was like, she's going to be exactly zero help with this thing. Yeah, because Buffy's now covering for Riley. Mm-hmm. 
So she keeps she keeps trying to drag Giles's attention back to the earthquake, and he's not having it. No, he's really annoyed. Yeah, like really quickly. Mm. He, it he, seems his friend left town, so that's sad. Yeah, she might come back. She's like Maybe. you know come and gone before. I guess so. Anywho, so. It cuts to Riley talking to Forrest. Is that his name? Yes. I'm going to always forget his name. About, he goes, have you heard of the Slayer? He goes, it, a rock band or some kind of band. <laughs> yeah. yep. I was like, that's what I originally thought of when I, when he started talking to Forrest about it. It's like, he's probably going to say some kind of band because I know Slayer is a, still a band. Yes. Um, but then he's basically like, he goes, no, like a girl. He goes, oh, the Slayer. <laughs> so he's heard of it, but he's under the impression that it's a myth that demons tell their young children so that they're good and eat their vegetables. Yeah. Essentially. Which, yeah. I- yeah, so basically he says that it's a myth. Um, it's like all the stories that people tell to explain the things that they deal with every day. Mm-hmm. And Riley goes, so how do you explain what we deal with every day as they're walking by this demon? He goes, they're just animals, man. Yeah. Just like all the, he goes, they're essentially more dangerous than the ones you dealt with on that farm you grew up on, but <laughs> essentially they're the same thing. And then it starts beating up the, uh, person that was escorting it wherever it was going yep. and the doctor is no freaking help at all he's a soldier but he's supposed to be there re- waiting with the sedative and he was not help at all he got freaked out he took his time getting the sedative ready yeah yeah but he his hands were shaking and dropped it and so basically Riley has to go in there and beat the demon thing up to really, because it had um, Forrest in a headlock, and that was no good. Nope. So then they hear like rumbling in the cages of all the demons, and apparently earthquakes freak everybody out. And I was like, how likely is it that this omen was at this this uh, earthquake was actually a bad omen? Started to rethink things. Hmm. So, yeah, they're basically like, yeah, earthquakes freak out animals, so that's why they're still freaking out. And then we cut to the aftershock party. Yeah, and Willow runs into Percy. Yes, the the cute guy from Sunnydale. He's there. He doesn't go there, but his girlfriend does, so that's why he's there. Because he got a football scholarship to USC, I believe. Something like that. Yes. So his girlfriend's super not excited about this interaction between Willow and yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah. So weird like, about it. Not every girl is trying to steal your boyfriend. Let him have female friends, you crazy person. It's just like chill out. Yeah. It's not it's not good. So um she whispered in Percy's ear and they walk away and Willow's like alright then. See ya. Um, it cuts to these three people going through a doorway and then a demon hand holding the door, the door as it swings shut. 
Because that's not creepy. No, it's fine. And then a guy is mixing up drinks and says something about um, naked limbo. Yep. Apparently he's all for it. But then he gets murdered, so it's fine. No one has to do naked limbo. Bloody demons murdering people. Yeah, slit his throat. It's fine. It's fine. No one, no one will miss him, right? <laughs> no, he'll be fine. And so it goes back to Willow, um, and she's standing kind of near Percy and his girlfriend, and basically his girlfriend's jealous that he's talking to Willow, but then calls Willow a nerd, basically. Yeah, captain of the and, nerd squad. I mean, being smart is not necessarily a bad thing, but... I understand. I've been called a nerd plenty of times, and it always doesn't always sit well. Hmm. So, my thing is that Willow's super hot, so how dare he? But I know. I love how they pretend Willow's not hot when she is. Right? So hot. Super hot. Anyway, so it makes her feel bad, so she goes in and lays down in a random bed, which I thought was odd. Yeah, I was like, that, that uh, Okay. If, if you say so. I mean, I like a nap more than anything when I get insulted, but I don't always just go into random rooms and do that. But it's fine. Whatever. So um, the electricity comes back on mm-hmm. at the party. And everybody's all bummed out. But Willow turns over and there's a dead guy in the bed with her. <sighs> That's not just super disturbing or anything. It's fine. Yeah, it's just like, uh, Willow, sweetie, why? Yeah, it's it's fine. So, cuts to Xander's parents' basement. He's coming home from work, and it's st- they're still dripping all over the place, and apparently it's worse than when he left. Mm-hmm. And Spike's like, don't look at me. Yeah, don't, don't turn, turn around. around. Oh, in like his deep, dark... Evil voice. Yeah, and he turns around, and it's Vacation Spike is what I've dubbed him. <laughs> Vacation Spike. Uh, Spike is in a, um, you know, tropical flowered shirt and some sh- uh, shorts yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah, apparently he um, shrank his clothes. Whoops. I'm assuming he didn't read the instructions on how to actually launder his his clothing. Yeah, I'm wondering that. I'm like, you wear the same thing, like, a lot. Surely you know how to wash it, Mm -hmm. or do you not wash it? Suppose he's a a vampire, so he won't sweat. I mean, there is that. (laughs) I mean, we don't. I'm telling you, we don't know how the anatomy works. Yeah. Anywho, so... Xander laughs at him and basically tells him that he's good for nothing. Yeah, he's, like, really mean. Poor Spike. Yeah, he tells off the big bad vampire. He says, you're not the big bad anymore. You're not even a little naughty. You're just a waste of space. Yeah, you're not even kind of naughty. Not even kind of naughty. Oh, boy. So goes to Buffy coming to where the party was and finding Willow. Oh, and just quickly? she goes, I woke up 
Yeah. Um, I'm just on the Buffy wiki as we go through, and I miss this. Well, I forgot to write this part down. Xander says that he could beat, even he could beat Spike up, but he's not even worth beating up. And I'm like, that's even the worst insult because, you know, Spike's a brawler. Yeah, it's true. Um, but anyway, so she's talking to Willow about what happens. She's like, I found the dead guy. And Percy called me a nerd. Yeah. Does Percy even go here? That's the important thing. Yeah. He doesn't even go here. It's a problem. <laughs> so she takes Willow and they go to Giles's. Yep. And she's under the impression that she is cool because she was dating a guitarist. Mm, yeah. Meanwhile, we have... And I was like, there's no nerds here except for Giles. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've got Forrest and Riley, and Riley's talking about Buffy again. And Forrest is like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, she's hot. She's cute. <laughs> she just, like, lists all these things. Yep. And so then a guy walks in, and he's like, there's a code, Graham. whatever. Um... Come on, you go learn Riley's friends. Yes, it's Graham. He's friends with Graham and Forrest. Graham walks in. (laughs) Okay. Walks in and he's like, there's a code something or other. Um, There's a possible uh, subterrestrial hostiles or whatever. Yeah. uh, That killed somebody, possibly. But we don't really know because I wasn't able to get close enough without drawing attention to myself. And Riley's going to do some reconnaissance and find out if it's even in their jurisdiction. Yep. I love how they go jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very, very adult. Mm. So anyway, um, Giles tells the Scoobies that it's the end of the world. Yep. It's like, uh, the earthquakes were the end, sign of the end of the world, so it's fine. <sighs> it's always the end of the world. So and- Buffy's going to... Buffy says she's going to stop it. Well, and if they, anybody's going to manage it, it will be Buffy. Can I say, so Giles is like, it's the end of the world. All the Scoobies. Again? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It is again. Yeah. And so um, Willow has a picture of the symbol that was drawn on the dead guy's chest. She shows it to them. Buffy's like, I've seen this somewhere before. Then it's her in the cemetery staying next to a mausoleum that has that symbol on it. Yep. And (laughs) she calls them big, freaky cereal boxes of death, which is pretty good. Yeah, I quoted that as well. So, yeah, this demon dude is in there getting bones out of a a coffin. Yeah, I was ready to rob a mausoleum. (laughs) Yep. And so Buffy goes in there, beats him up some, and then they fight outside the mausoleum, and he gets away because Riley shows up. Well, not because Riley shows up, but he starts to run away, and Buffy could have chased after him if Riley hadn't shown up. Yeah. And he, like, is... Basically, Buffy has bigger balls than Riley does in this whole situation, because she would have gone after the demon, not just let it get away. Well, she's also super-powered, and he's not. I mean, that's true. But his his codename is Lilac, which is weird. Yeah, and she judges him so hard. Well, I want to know why it's Lilac. We didn't really get an explanation. No, we didn't, but Buffy just judges him. So I think it's also just for that mission, probably. 
Because I think... Maybe. Yeah. I, I think they've used other names before. I swear Maybe they have. Maybe his color. Shh. He's got to be manly. Oh, well. Anyway. Eh. Man- being manly is overrated. Anyway. So they have a, you know, really deep conversation about how she can't do things like this anymore. And she tried to have a relationship and didn't exactly work out. It's like, well, he was a vampire, so there's that. Yeah, and I love um, that Riley's like some really hot guy, probably some really attractive guy probably broke your heart. And it's like, you got no idea. You've got yeah, no idea. He said something about his skin was humming, which is kind of a weird sensation, I'm sure. Um, and he's like, because she said something about, do you even know what the Hellmouth is? I went to school on it for three years. And she does this whole big, long speech about destiny, and she has to do these things. And he goes, no, you don't. And she goes, yes, I do. This isn't a job for me or even a hobby. This is what I have to do. Mm. She doesn't have a choice. Poor Buffy. Yeah. So she goes, I can't do this. And walks away. And right. He doesn't seem happy about it, but he lets her walk away anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that conversation was pretty intense. Just like. He's pretty switched on, though, with the whole thing where he's like, someone mm-hmm. probably broke your heart and you're scared of being hurt. And I'm like, yep, but you got yep. no idea how bad it was. Right. No idea at all. Hmm. So does it then cut to the Scooby Talk? Just go to um, them going to so, Xander's. So, um, yeah, they've got their whole scene, and then it goes back to um, Giles' place, and the Scoobies find the demons, and... They find the ritual that they'll be performing. Mean and it like yeah, intercuts. Yeah, blood of a. I was say it intercuts yeah, it was with Riley. Blood of Dick. a man, bones of a child, the word of something or other. Yeah. And the sacrifice of three. Yeah. And it's the it's um, the scene intercuts with Riley debriefing his men about how um mm-hmm. the demon pattern is kill, crush, and destroy. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Willow's talking about how it doesn't say how the world ends, just that it ends, and what not really what the ritual entails. And I was like, I don't think the details of how the world ends is very important. If the world ends, it just it's just over. Game over. Yep, and the government has all this fancy stuff that Buffy could definitely use, but she has to rely on herself. Yep. As she always has. Yep. And, um, sorry. And we go back to Xander's house. Yes. Um, and Willow and Xander. Spike tries to commit vampicide. Willow and Xander are going yeah. back to get some supplies. And yeah, they walk in on Spike, who has set up a stake in Xander's uh, coffee table. And he's gonna yeah. just fall on it. Yep, he's he's done. He doesn't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he goes. It is. He says it's none of their business what he was doing. And Xander brings up a question because he says, "It is my business when you're wearing my sh- your 
It's my shirt that you're about to dust. Yep. Why do the clothes dust along with the vampire wearing them? Uh, decency? I actually don't know. Look, it makes it convenient. Okay, because I never really thought about it before until Xander said that, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because in Angel, when Cordelia stabs that guy with the horn of what you call it, uh, he just, you know, shrivels and dies, but his clothes stay there. He wasn't a vampire. (sighs) Yeah, I guess. But anyway, I don't understand why the clothes also, I don't know, doesn't make a lot of sense. I think it's just a convenience thing. The reason the vampires dust was literally so Buffy wouldn't have to deal with dead bodies. They're like, oh, crap, if we're having all these, you know, deaths, mm-hmm. what what happens with the bodies? And they're like, mm, they just vanish. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, sounds good. But if she's killing things that are already, uh, that are already humans that are supposed to be dead, that's a uh, thing. Anyway, not important. She could have just donated the clothes. There are plenty of people that need clothes that can't afford them. Anywho. So Spike is done living because he's not scary anymore. Well, he yeah, he's not scary. He can't hunt. It's it's no life. But uh, the other yeah, thing... he has to rely on humans. The other thing Xander says to him, though, is uh, saying to the effect of, we've gone lo- through lots together, and I'm insulted that you wouldn't invite me to watch you commit suicide. Or, no, ask me to do it for you. Yes! <laughs> I was like, he'd be happy to lend a hand. Yeah, it's like, oh, Xander, you're so mean. But so funny. So... Spike is not scary in his outfit, and Willow's not scared of him because she knows that he can't hurt her. Mm. Yeah, him running up to her in the outfit. Er. Er. It's like, aww. <laughs> it's so cute. And I was half confused why they said they had to take him with them, but then I was like, oh yeah, he just tried to commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> so they should probably take him along. And, and they say, and if we fail... The world will end in Spike. I actually don't think he actually perked up. I think it's more like him being sarcastic. Like, he goes, really? You mean it? I think he, because he didn't sound, like, overly perky. I think he was actually, like, kind of boy, uh, buoyed by the idea. He was like, you're not just saying that, are you? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I just love, yeah, they take him because Willow can't leave him to commit suicide. I agree with her. Because he was like, no, I feel much better. And she goes, I don't think so. Yeah, I love that. He goes, oh, no, no, I'll stay here. I feel better now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he still has tears in his eyes, which I also don't understand how vampires cry. Look, just stop questioning how vampires work. They work, okay? I'm sorry. (laughs) I have questions. Anywho. So it cuts to Buffy running into Riley downtown, and he has a pheromone reader. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Neither, neither the vampire is mating or it's running all around town. <laughs> Likely. A demon, you mean, not vampire. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> just just who, comes who, off the tongue. I was going to say, who's the tired one here? <laughs> I guess I guess I am. <laughs> who knew? Anywho, so they have another, you know, big discussion, and he calls her stupid. Yeah. Well, she's not stupid. The situation, she's being stupid. 
No, what? You are stupid. Yeah, and he's like, it's not all doom and gloom. I go, it's basically all doom and gloom. It's like, miss, yeah, Riley, missing the point. It is doom and gloom. Yeah, all the time, always. Yeah. And so, you know what we finally get, Mel? What did we finally get? We finally get the mentioning Faith. <laughs> not by name, but they do mention that the last person that thought fighting demons was fun is in a coma. Yep. Thank goodness we know that she's still technically alive. Well, they mentioned it in Angel. Yes, but if a person is not watching Angel, (laughs) we would have no way of knowing that Faith is still alive. It only took them, you know, half the season to finally mention that she's still technically alive. And so she talks about how she can't just cuddle up with her honey after a long day of slaying because she tried that and it didn't work out. Because hmm. he was a vampire. Yeah, that that it, having a vampire for for a boyfriend seems like a conflict of interest when you're the Slayer. I feel like we talked about that before. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I understand her not telling Riley that she dated a vampire because it might change the way he looks at her. Yeah, it's kind of an awkward thing to bring up. So, my last boyfriend yeah, and once he, upon a time fit on the blood yeah, of the so incident. Innocent. Yeah, my last boyfriend was a demon, so it's fine. Hmm. Anywho, so he called Buffy self-absorbed, basically. Yeah, she's a little. Is she? Like, yeah. Of course, she's, like, still a hero she... and all that, but she does, like, have her oh. moments of, woe is me, everything's bad for me, 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 and just gets really caught up in that. I usually yeah, give her a pass. Yeah, but she doesn't. I usually give Go her. Ahead. I usually give her a pass as being the slayer and going. You know what? Your life's kind of shit. But sometimes I'm like, eh, Buffy. We know it's hard, but it's not going to get easier. So let's just keep it moving. She's like not as annoying as a lot of female heroines people have written, but yeah. yeah. My thing is that she technically. She could have more or less walked away from this whole thing once Faith was in the picture. Oh, yeah. Like, she could have. I'm not but saying she she's, didn't. like, that self-absorbed, but there is a lot of her, you know, just thinking about herself. How and, how it affects her. Yeah. And not thinking of the bigger picture sometimes. She's gotten a lot better since yeah. the early seasons as she's matured. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it hit me wrong. He it, he kind oh, yeah. of came off as being an ass. Yeah, but that's just because he said it. If if Willow had yeah. said it, would probably be a bit more accepting and going, you know what, Buffy, yes, you are sometimes. Yeah, but he also doesn't know everything that Buffy yeah. has done and sacrificed. That's true. In, in her tenure as a slayer. So, anyway. Um, it, had, it goes to the Willow, Spike, and Xander trio leaving the mu- museum that they were at. Mm-hmm. And he basically just starts insulting them. That's what he does. That, that's his, that's calls his them, Calls them groupies, says Buffy would be better off if they weren't around because he, she wouldn't have to save them all the time. 
How dare he? Yeah, and, the, and they try, like, standing up for themselves, and he's like, please, like, spare me. <laughs> and he was, and basically Willow's like, you're just doing this so that we'll stake you. I am not. Nope. <laughs> nope. And then he starts to walk away from them, and he has that patented spike smirk going on. Yep. Oh, he's so pleased with himself for, like, insulting them. Yeah. It's like, work here so is done. It goes to- yeah. So goes to Giles looking up this word of what's being called Valios. Valor. Valios. Valios. Okay. So he's looking up that thing and he <laughs> says as he says as usual and I was like, What's as usual? He goes, oh as usual dear. <laughs> so turns out he has the thing. Yep. He just had the thing and didn't know what it was. That seems unlikely. Yeah, but it's it's Giles and it needs to be convenient. I guess so. So he digs through this chest and brings out this thing and then demons break in because apparently they can sense where this thing is. I don't know. Uh, convenient. And they pick him up real bad. And take the thing and run. Yep. And then Buffy is coming over to Giles's, comes in, he's all beat up. He had a huge knot on his head. Did he get knocked down? I don't know. <laughs> Are we led to believe that that's what happened? I'm actually not sure. Um, I think if it's not explicit, we can't count it. Yeah. We haven't had Giles knock out in a while, to be honest. Yeah. According to Wiki, it says they beat him badly. Let me go down and see if it's... So I'm pretty sure the wiki lists it to if um, Giles is knocked out. <laughs> but anyway, they're talking about how they're going to do the hell. They're going to open the hell mouth at school, the old school. Mm. I was like, well, this this shit again. This is fine. So the Scoobies and Spike go to Sunnydale High School, and the place is destroyed, which we knew it would be, but yeah. still, it was to see. Yeah, it was pretty cool to go back. Yep, so they go in, and Spike mouths off about something, and Buffy doesn't know why he's there. <laughs> She's like, what is he? Like, well, if we left him alone, he'd commit suicide, and he she goes, and? <laughs> Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> the other thing I love is they're like um, reminiscing about the school, and Xander's like, "Oh, bits of mare, extra crispy." Yeah, yeah. Um, but at one time, at one point, Xander says, "Let's rock and roll," and Spike scoffs at him. <laughs> so they find the demons chanting in the library where the hellmouth is split open and Buffy's like keep an eye out for whoever they're going to be sacrificing there has to be three of them and so she basically goes and starts beating up the de- one of the demons the other demon comes and tries to fight her it's a whole thing <laughs> Xander and Willow are able to get the bones of a child and the blood of a man away from the demons. Woo! 
But Spike is zero health. Yeah. At first. Of course. It's, um, one, it's Spike, and two, he thinks he can't do anything. And why would he? He doesn't yeah, care about and them. so... I understand. So Xander is fighting a demon, and then the demon runs away and jumps into the Hellmouth, and he goes, I guess I won. <laughs> but then there's an earthquake, so they determine that they're sacrificing themselves as the sacrifice of three to end the world, and so they need to not let the other ones into the Hellmouth fissure. So um spike finds out that he can fight demons he's so happy yeah because he lets this demon like punch him a couple of times then he goes to punch it and then he goes to grab his head and he's like oh it doesn't hurt i can fight bad guys (laughs) i knew spike would be helpful (laughs) and so he beats up this uh demon and throws it into the hell mouth and they're like no it's not what you're supposed to do uh, it's like he was just trying to help, honest. Yep. He's like, I'm so, a bloody animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's back and he's a bloody animal. It's great. So, um, Buffy's not having a lot of luck fighting this guy. It snatches back up the the word of Valios and is going to jump in the Hellmouth. And Riley comes in. And starts fighting the demon along with him. With her, with her, sorry. And he does get to the Hellmouth and jumps in. Yep. So Buffy... But Buffy's going to go after it. Yep. So Riley puts this thing on her that he can pull her back out of there with. Convenient! She goes... Yeah, super convenient. Super convenient that he has the upper body strength to pull her back out afterwards. Mm. <laughs> and so she apparently grabbed this demon and pulls him back out and You I'm just like trying to figure out how. It's like terminal velocity. That demon I, would have reached his I, terminal velocity. How did you catch it? I know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to think about science, Mel. Why not? Anyway, um, so she brings back out the the demon, and it dies, and then the tremors of the earth stop. They did it! They stopped the end of the world. Yay! Hooray! And so Riley comes out of the library with Buffy, and Willow and Xander and Spike are standing there. (laughs) And... Riley is not smooth at all. Oh, he tries. He realized. <laughs> he tries, though. He's like, I was just in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And Willow goes, in the neighborhood, in your G.I. Joe gear. <laughs> yeah. He was playing paintball, guys. Yep. That's what happened. Yep. Totally playing paintball, and he was just in the neighborhood. Yep. And so, and Xander's like, you're one of those commando guys, aren't you? <laughs> fine and he i'm surprised he didn't actually full-on recognize spike to be honest. <laughs> oh, spike's dodgy accent i was like nice change of voice there spike that was a good call hey do, do i know you no n- no 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 sir i'm a pal of xander's <laughs> that was a good impression that was spot on <laughs> 
Oh, man. I love so, so think about this. James Masters is American. So he's putting on a British uh-huh. accent. So he's playing a guy who has a British accent who's putting on a bad American accent. <laughs> so, oh, is that the one you were talking about, like, a while back? Huh? I feel like you said that there was an American person that was playing a British person, but that did a yeah. British uh, American accent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, was, it was this scene with Spike. Very good. Oh, <laughs> so good. Just a pal of saying, yeah. I just love it so much how it comes out. It's like, Zenders. <laughs> yeah, a pal. So it's also good. So it goes to Riley, you know, playing some mini basketball. I like the ball poster that they have on the back of their door. That was yeah. pretty cool. But Buffy comes in. And Riley's basically like, I've turned into a blithering idiot where you're concerned. No. Because I wasn't, like, I'm supposed to be smooth and deflect questions, but then with you around, you know, and that's fine, but then your friends are aware. And I was like, they're not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. They know better. They're friends with the Slayer, and you didn't know that she was a Slayer. I think they're going to be okay keeping your secret. They're good at that. Yes. Except when except when Xander was supposed to not let anybody know the angel was around. Yeah. So there was that. Anyway. Um so basically they're going to give this whole relationship a shot. Yay! Hooray! And then <laughs> my favorite part of this entire episode is the very, very end. <laughs> because, because Spike the Vampire Hunter is my favorite. <laughs> he doesn't understand why Xander and Willow are watching TV when they could be out there fighting demons. I've got the whole speech. It's in the Buffy yes, wiki. give it to me. What's this? Sitting around watching me. the telly while there's evil still afoot. That's not very industrious of you. I say we go out there and kick a little demon ass. What? Can't go without your Buffy? Is that it? Two chicken? Let's find her. She's the chosen one after all. Come on, vampires. Grr, nasty. Let's annihilate them for justice and for the safety of puppies and Christmas, right? Let's fight that evil. Let's kill something. Oh, come on. I loved it. Oh. I know it's so brilliant. He's just like so happy that he can commit violence. Yes, I mean it's not the kind of violence that he was used to, but this is a start. He's, he's taking oh. what he can get. Yeah, so he he's all about being a Scooby and going out there and fighting evil. It's all good. I don't think he wants to be a Scooby. I, I don't care. I'm going to call him a Scooby. I think I he just he wants want. to beat up demons. I mean, yeah, that's also true. But he's back in his normal attire. <laughs> he's in a black T-shirt and jeans. I don't know if he was in jeans before. I thought like he was always in leather pants. But anyway. No, he was in jeans. Yeah. Black jeans. Okay. Okay. Well, he was in blue jeans this time. <laughs> but yeah. So, Spike the Vampire Slayer. Best. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't think he should be called the Vampire Slayer since he is a vampire. 
The Demon Slayer? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Uh, or Demon Hunter? Because he's not really the Slayer, so. No, yeah, he's a hunter. Um, so. Spike, Spike, a Demon Hunter. We don't go with that. A Demon Hunter. <laughs> a Demon Spike. Hunter. He was on The Demon Hunter. I don't think there is one of those. <laughs> so I was just... It's called Slayer. <laughs> anyway. I, I was just scrolling yes. down to the international titles and I stopped by the bloopers and errors. Uh-oh. And so during the um, Aftershock party, it's shown that it's nighttime outside, but it's intercut with a scene between Spike and Xander, and you can see daylight through a window. <laughs> ah, well. Whoops. Inconsistencies are my favorite, but I didn't notice. I did not. Notice I've that. never noticed that. <laughs> anyway, would you like some international titles? Sure. We have the sacrifice of the three, the end of the world, condemned, the end of the world, predestined. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, Condemned and Predestined are pretty good. Mm. Who are those? Uh, so Condemned was Spanish, Latin America, and Predestined was Portuguese. Okay. So oh, there's End of the World and Sacrifice of the Three. Yeah, so the French, two, German, and another Spanish one. The two End of the Worlds are the French and the Spanish in Spain. And the sacrifice of the three is the Germans. Okay. Makes uh, sense. What did you rate this episode? Um, I gave it a, a seven. Mm-hmm. It was a fine episode. Didn't, didn't blow my skirt up a ton, except for, you know, Spike being a demon hunter. <laughs> yeah, I gave it an eight. I really find... I find, actually, this is weird. I find it entertaining for everything that isn't Riley and Buffy talking about having a relationship. It's like either have one or don't yeah. stop talking about it. Yeah, that that kind of damp, dampened, it, dampened it for me. If they could have just weird. done something else with Buffy for the episode, I swear it could have been at, like, a 10, maybe. A solid 9. <laughs> yeah, it just it broke up the... The urgency of everything. It yeah. made it feel like, oh, it's not that important that the world's going to end, so let's just have this conversation about something that's not really dire. Yep. Well, well, the comedy stuff, like the stuff with Spike, Willow, and Xander, that comedy just lightened it to make it, yeah, this is how Buffy's meant to be, but didn't really yeah, slow and it, it down. Yeah, like it, it wasn't, and those, those, things weren't like dead stops yeah they kept moving it actually it helped move things forward because when they were like but if we don't get this all done it's the end it'll be the end of the world yeah and the other thing was it was a a comedic moment but it moved the story forward and instead of just being like let's stop and talk about our impending relationship yeah and the conversations also happened on the move well, I swear, Buffy and Riley can't walk and talk together. <laughs> you know, that's true. They have to stop. They can't. And stare they've, intently. They've it. Yes. Yes. Very true. Uh, favorite moment? 
I, I already told you what my favorite moment was. Hmm. I <laughs> Spike's whole speech about fighting evil at the very end. I, I share it. I really enjoyed okay. that. It's just so oh. funny. It's just like, oh dear God. Wow. He's just And I was like, Yeah, he wants to fight evil. Talk about I'm a excited. Face, talk about a face turn. Or is it a face turn? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Suspicion. Can he change so quickly? Mm, well the fact he enjoys beating up things a lot, so if he can only beat up bad guys, then I think that that's what he'll go with. Um, I oh, we'll see. Oh, sorry, oh we'll see. Um, no, just character shout out. Oh, I think it's gonna go to Spike. To be honest, good. Because so is mine, because I can... <laughs> I, I'm so annoyed at Buffy and Riley and all they're talking about having mm-hmm. a relationship. And then nobody yeah. else really shone in the episode. Nope. Spike was the only one that was consistently good in every scene that he was in. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he, he deserved and it. And vacation Spike. Yeah, he deserved it for wearing that garish Hawaiian shirt. Oh, God. Like, for no other reason, he deserves a shout-out for trying to pull that off. No one can pull that off. Poor James. <laughs> oh, him and Xander's clothes is so wrong and funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. him, him being suicidal. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because didn't he say, he say um, see, something about see you in hell, Drew? Wasn't that something yep. that was said? Yep. Yeah. Uh, All right. Poor Drusilla. I wonder where she is. Are we ever going to find out? Probably not. <laughs> um. So the next episode... Just the way you said that makes it seem like we're never, ever going to see her again. Makes me sad. Maybe we will. Anyway, maybe she's we off. Won't. She's off with a fungus demon, so that's good for her. Um, so our next episode is called A New Man. Okay. Um, I think that we're going to have somebody from... I was going to say somebody's past, but it's going to have to be Giles, because there's nobody else. Unless... No. Never mind. Yeah, it's going to be somebody from Giles' past coming into town and performing some kind of voodoo to have a demon-possessed Giles and turn him into a new man. They're not necessarily going to realize what's... uh, The Scoobies aren't going to necessarily realize what happened at first, but then figure out that something's definitely not up... Well, something is definitely up with Giles. Something definitely isn't right. He's still going to have people from his past that hate him, right? (laughs) Who knows? And it's not going to be somebody coming in and making Xander evil because he's got an ex-vengeance demon as his girlfriend, so nobody's going to mess with him. And Spike 
is already a demon, and so that's not going to work either. And I don't think we're going to introduce a new character for, you know, one episode, because we just, you know, added Spike as being a good guy and Riley as being kind of an honorary Scooby at this point. Can if I say, to help them, that's I'm really, else entirely. I'm really surprised by your prediction. For some reason, I thought you would go along and make a prediction about Spike. Well, we just had Spike becoming a good guy, so... Yes, and then the episode's called A New Man. <laughs> huh. I can't believe you didn't think of that. I'm not telling you if that's, like, the way to go or not. I'm just saying I'm really surprised you didn't go that way. But why would we have... Huh. <laughs> I, I'm not meant to influence you, but... <laughs> Like, I didn't even... Huh. (laughs) But, like... Nothing has really changed... with Spike. He's still the same old... ridiculous... foolhardy jerk of a guy that he always was he just now knows that he can beat up something (laughs) he's not really different I mean he's helping on a different side but but nothing has actually changed it's not like he has a soul now that would make him different I'm still holding out for that by the way I'm convinced it's gonna happen um do you really want that to happen for him to get a soul? The soul, like, tormented Angel. Yes. It torments Angel. Oh, so? It makes him, it makes him broody so? and sad. Do you want Spike broody and sad? Okay. I mean, we had a broody and sad once before. <laughs> and it was just depressing. Um, yeah. I do. I, I, I think Spike with a soul would be interesting. Okay. I'm not sure how much it would change him, to be honest. He would uh, be able to empathize and remember everyone he's ever killed. Yeah, basically. And you don't think that'll affect him? I just don't know how that would... I didn't... Okay. Never said it wouldn't affect him. I'm just saying it would be interesting to see how how it would affect him. How it would make him different. Okay. I'm holding out for it. Not saying it's gonna happen. I would just like it to. <laughs> Is that your new way of like avoiding wrong predictions? I'm not saying I'm predicting this. I'm just saying I would like it if it did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's my way of making predictions, but not actually having you write them down so that I can't be wrong about them. Oh, I write things down anyway. Of course you do. I, I wrote down that we're never seeing Drew again. I'm taking that down as a prediction. Okay, that's fine. But, um, you're making me rethink my entire life, by the way. (laughs) I'm sorry, do you just want to stick with your original prediction? Yeah. I, I, you should, like, as in I told you just to go with what you think of first and not to overthink them too much. Yeah, because we don't often have... Like, except we did this time. We often don't have one thing 
automatically influencing the next episode, except that we did in these past two episodes. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it has to do with Giles, because Giles is the only actual human man that we have. Okay. Is Anders a man? No, he's not. <laughs> he's a man child. He's not actually a man yet. Sorry, he's not. Okay. Right, are you ready to change the tone? Oh, I was born ready. Let us do that and go over to L.A. And the tone has changed to a very dark angel. Uh-huh. It's true. This this episode is really quite dark, in my opinion. Yeah, it really is. Um, so, it starts out with, I thought it was a vision at first, because it seemed kind of weird the way it was shot and the way the scene looked. Mm-hmm. But it turned out not to be a vision. And this girl is running through some alleyways and then gets caught by some dark, mysterious figure that subsequently sucks her blood and then marks her cheek with a cross. Or the other way around. Yay. Uh, Marks her cheek and then sucks her blood. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. (laughs) And then it shows the face and it's Angel. Yeah. To be fair, it's not a vision, but it's not real either. It's a dream. <laughs> right. But we didn't know that at first. Because no. it just showed Angel being vamp-faced, and then it showed him not being vamp-faced, and then he woke up from the dream. Yeah. Um, but, turns out, the girl actually did die. Yep. So, kind of so it was Yeah, it wasn't entirely a dream. Mm. Um, can I just say the finger talon thing? So yeah. cliche. <laughs> it's like really pen and angelus. Really? Yep. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um So yeah, they get marked the cross and drained of their blood. So that's a thing. Because apparently it's not the first time that this has happened. No. Um it Cuts to the intro, they've changed the intro, Doyle's out, uh, Wesley's in, it's very different. Yeah. They changed that right quick. And well, the opening credits... To, to be fair, to be mm-hmm. fair, Doyle was in last week's credits still. He was left in yes. for an extra episode. Yes, I understand. Um, but now it's all changed because Wesley's there and he makes up the trio, so it's all it's all good to go. Yeah. So as the opening scene, well, not the opening scene because we already had that, but the scene with Cordelia talking to a chair, <laughs> we <laughs> we see the name Jeremy Renner. Yes. I can hear myself echoing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Sorry. Mm. Don't want to hear that. No, 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 I don't. It's all good. No, you don't. <laughs> Sorry. I just moved. I just like moved the microphone half an inch. Okay, good. 
Anyway, so Jeremy Renner's in this episode. Hawkeye from the Marvel movies, so that's good. Until he's, you know, because you're like, cutie. oh my god, Jeremy Renner. He's a super cutie, so. He is. Yeah, um, Jeremy. So, yeah, Cordelia's doing this whole spiel to the chair so that she can, you know, practice for the next time they actually have a client. <laughs> and Wesley walks in and is watching her for a minute, and then they're talking because he brings in their mail, which turns out not to be their mail. Yeah, and I love that he wants to do, like, um, intelligence exchange. Yeah, he wants battle plans. I was, well, I was like, battle plans for what exactly? Yeah, and I love that but he apparently has, he doesn't know. Yeah, I love how he has nothing to offer. He's pretty much there trying to get information in the hopes of getting some work yes, and having friends. And, yeah, and he says everything seems quiet, which is super helpful. Yep. So he just starts blabbering on and on and on while Cordelia is going through the mail. Turns out not to be theirs. Mm-hmm. So she sends him away, and he looks um, slightly terrified at the newspaper for half a second. Yeah, he's seen that new that murder of the girl. Uh huh. Okay, indeed. So then Angel comes up from downstairs, and she tells him that he looks half dead, which is good. <laughs> Um, she needs him to go see Kate to get a license plate ran to see what's going on with that. We don't really get an explanation of why they need it, I don't think. No, just the job. Yeah, and so he kind of snaps at her for reasons unknown. And just grumpy. Yeah, he says, I'll go take care of it. And she was like, all right. And he tries to walk outside and it's daytime. Whoops. I was like, it's daytime, smarty pants. It's what happens. So he goes to leave, and it shows a shot of um, Wesley being sneaky across the the way there. Mm. So, turns out, Kate has quite the soft spot for Angel. Yeah, she does. Mm -hmm. She goes, not not supposed to release this information, not supposed to do this kind of thing, but for you, I'll do it. Yep. I understand it. So <laughs> you would release all up, the information to Angel. Sorry? You would release all the information to Angel. Oh, yeah. All you'd have to do is look at me. <laughs> he would have all the secrets. Anyway, so he ends up seeing the pictures of the crime scenes, which probably shouldn't have happened. Probably mm. not a good idea for Kate to be just having those out and about. But um, apparently they're starting to call this killer the Pope because yep. of the cross. And she says he probably thinks he's doing God's work. And he says, this isn't about doing God's work. It's about mocking God. Mm. Angel. No. Oh, sorry. So, my voice just went on funny. Angel clearly knows something. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, someone distracts her with something and then she goes to say something to him and he's walked away. As usual. So, yep. So it goes through this whole big, long description of, what they're looking for to mm. capture this this killer. He's a loner, but apparently he gets to know his victims. He's very charming, young, attractive, blah 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 can get somebody on their own if he wants to. Yep. Probably got out of a really serious long-term relationship. Sounding yeah. a bit like Angel. Well, cuz it's interspersed with Angel walking around. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, so is Angel the sleepwalker? Is he sleepwalking and killing these people? Because pretty sure he'd know if he was 
doing these things anyway. So, um, Wesley goes to talk to Cordelia because he knows Angel's not there. Well, he hopes Angel's not there. Turns out he's not. (laughs) So he's like, I did extensive research because of how close, uh, Angel was to the Slayer back in Sunnydale. Yeah. Apparently this is like his thing, his MO, his calling card. Yep. Um, I love how defensive um, Cordelia gets of Angel. For half a second, and then yeah. once he's like, he's right, she's like, I'll stake you stake him, I'll cut his head off. Yep. Because I'm pretty sure that's what Angel would want her to do, turns out. But he says something, uh, Wesley had said something before Angel came in about carving the cross into the cheek of the victim, and she goes, I'm against it? <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty good. So, like we said, Angel walks in and is like, he's not wrong. Um, and she does the whole, you stake him, I'll cut his head off, which is a good call. And he basically puts Wesley into a headlock, which you've been seeing a lot of lately. Headlocks yep. are all the rage, it seems. He goes, don't you think if I wanted to kill you, you'd already be dead? Good point. <laughs> so... Turns out that these are basically vampire wet dreams he's been having. Because mm. he likes them. Yep. I have a question about that later on, but I think I have written my notes where I wanted to ask you. But anyway, so he wants to be chained up so that he doesn't, so they can prove whether or not he's the one actually going out and doing these things. Good plan. Yep. We'll bring out the manacles. Always a good job. Yep. Manacles are us doing a thriving business at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, just a quick side note. I'd like to chain Angel to a bed. But Moving for on. entirely different reasons. It's all scientific research, really. I, I promise. Anyway, <laughs> so there, uh, she tell, uh, Cordelia tells Angel to sleep tight, except she probably won't because he's all chained up. So I love how she's chaining him, like, super tight. And her reasoning is better safe than cocktails. It's pretty good. <laughs> I do like me some Cordelia every now and again. So, anyway, Wesley's going to stay there to make sure that nothing happens. And there is... Wait, Zara, down. Yeah. Oh, what's Zara doing? She's sitting on top of my TV. I see. So, um, She's is a- this... When we see the dream that he has about his past? Yeah. Or is it the, after the next morning we get a flashback? No, 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 we get it then. Okay. Well, because I have great news is one way to describe someone else doing it, and then back to Jeremy Renner. Yeah. So I think we get them waking up and being like, uh, someone else died last night, but Angel was still chained up, and then it goes back to Angel having the dream again. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah part. It says Angel, my note says Angel dreams of the past. Great news, another murder, which means it can't be Angel. No, it's just Angel's child, Pen. Yeah. Yeah, so it flashes back to Puritan times and Angel kills this girl. Well, we see Angel someone kill the yeah. girl. Yeah, someone kills this girl. And turns out that Angel has another vampire son that we didn't know about. Yep. Jeremy Renner is Angel's vampire son. 
Very convenient. Spike has a, has a brother. <laughs> That's all you care about. Yeah, pretty much. All I care about is Spike's past. Anyway. You, you so, really want it. Would you be, would you kill me if I say we'd never find out? Uh, I don't think that you would tell me that. I think you would leave me wanting and waiting for it to happen. <laughs> we probably never do. I'm probably going to get through this series and be like, WTF. It's Anywho. Like, where did Spike come from? It's all I want. I want to know how the whole, um, the whole Drusilla, Spike, Angel thing. Anyway, <laughs> not, not, not the time to talk about that, no. So, yeah, there's this whole thing about how he had just, the girl he had just killed was his sister, and then he wanted to go kill his father and the rest of his family. So that happened. Yeah, and Angel's, like, really supportive of this plan. Oh, yeah, he's all about it. He wants his vampire son to accomplish something, because apparently killing your family is something. Anyway. Apparently it's the sweetest blood. Yeah, apparently when someone is scared, it makes the blood sweet. Anywho, so Angel goes to see Kate. I was like, is he going to lay it all out there? And he's basically like, do you trust me? And she says she does, so he says this is the guy you're looking for, and he's probably going to kill a young man next. <laughs> so I thought he was going to tell her that he's a vampire, but it didn't happen. Nice. So he leaves, gets in the car with Wesley, and he hands him a police radio. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get the police radio? Police car. Uh, oh, probably dear. usually happens. I love his little, oh, dear. Yeah, oh dear. But he doesn't, like, try to get Angel to take it back or anything. He no. just puts it under the seat. It's fine. They need it. Yeah. So, cuts to uh, Kate telling all these people that they need um, more people basically staking out different liquor stores in the area, because that's where they're going to find this young kid that's going to be taken advantage of by this dude. And so this kid is standing outside this liquor store trying to get someone to buy alcohol for him. First he says he lost his, he doesn't have his ID. And then he says he needs the alcohol for his mom. Basically any story to get someone to buy him beer. Yep. <laughs> so then, so is the guy's name Penn or Ben? Penn. Is it P or B? P. P for Pope. Okay. Anyway, so Penn, uh, this guy walks up, this kid walks up to Penn and is like, are you old enough to buy beer? Oh, that's Auntie. Smurf. <laughs> Sorry? Penn Smurf, the shot they get of his face. Uh-huh. And he's kind it's of just a every, smile. Is it, does everybody that um, Angel turns into a vampire just have a really good smirk? I think that's a family trait. Maybe. Can, oh, can I just say the glasses? That he wears, I'm like, is that a fashion accessory? Like, surely a vampire doesn't need glasses. Oh, I think so. I think it's a, definitely a fashion thing. <laughs> Apparently, my uh, my boss wears fashion glasses sometimes. And to back this up, he did not have glasses when he was a Puritan, so. Right, yeah. So I was like, sweetie, he's more than old enough to buy beer. <laughs> and so he leads him off, and the cops follow. And uh, so he starts to suck this kid's blood and starts to put the cross on his face, but the police catch up with him before he can complete it. 
mm-hmm. and jumps into a building. Yep. And Kate's like, I'm going to go in and do this thing. I was like, oh, that's not a good idea. Yep. But Angel's chasing after. Of course. He'll be, he'll be right there. He'll mm. climb the building like Spider-Man and get in there. Yep. What kind of car is he driving? Um, good question. Give me two seconds. Okay, I'll keep talking while you look that up. But it's just a really cool car, and I like it a lot. So it's inside the building, and Kate has her gun drawn, and she sees Penn, and she's like, uh, stay where you are, don't move, or I'll shoot. And I'm like, Shh, he's not scared of you or your gun. Yeah, and so she shoots, she shoots him a few times. <laughs> shoots him at least three times, I think, is said later. Yeah. So he falls down. She goes to check his pulse. No pulse. So that means he's dead, except he's not. But he is. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's still, he can still. Living dead. Um, yes, exactly. Sidebar, the car is a 1967 Plymouth Plymouth. Sorry, not Plymouth. Plymouth. <laughs> Bel- Belvedere G- GTX Convertible. Ooh, very fancy. <laughs> Ply mouth. Anyway, leave me alone. That made me laugh. Anyway, it is like six so, in the morning. Yeah. So this guy, uh, Penn, is just gonna basically coming at Kate and just like I'm gonna, I'm not going to kill you. Oh no no no! Can I just say quickly? When he wakes yeah. up, he says, "Ouch." Yep. <laughs> that, just, like, that, oh. de- that deserves that deserves a a mention. So he said, does he say he's not going to kill her? I think that's what he said. Um, I'm not. Eh, it's not a big deal. What he Point says is, to her, but. Yeah, Angel appears. Angel comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, Angelus? He's like, so where have you been? Me. I waited for you until the 19th century in Italy. Yeah. I think. I meant to meet in he Italy. Goes, he goes, uh, I got stuck in Romania. Mm. He goes, What's in Romania? And I was like, oh, just soul-giving gypsies. No big deal. Yeah. Um, I was trying to work that out in my head because 19th century is 1800s. Yeah. So that means I they, don't know if the map Yeah, works. I'm, like, I'm like, that means, like, you guys weren't together very long. Yeah. And also, the map. gypsies happened at the start of the 20th century. Yeah. Yeah, the math didn't work. <laughs> yeah, so... He doesn't seem to realize that there's something different about Angel. Yeah, which would lead me to believe he's not in contact with Drew, Spike, or Darla before she died. Ooh. wonder if, ooh, what? him and Drusilla, that, that's a question. Anyway. Him, him so, and Drusilla, you think Spike would put up with that? No, I'm just, I just kind of curious. I just want to know the whole family dynamic of this whole thing. Anywho. <laughs> so... Turns out he's not as in tune with Angel as Spike was, because Spike knew right off the bat that something was up with Angel. Mm. So he says, will you join me for a drink? And he goes, no, I'm here to kill you. Yep. And I I love Angel goes, people change, and Penn's response is, we're not people. That facts. (laughs) (laughs) Happened. So he vamp faces, and Kate gets all freaked out, but they fight. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Penn gets away. Yep. And Kate is all like, what are you? And Angel has to reveal himself. I love him. Yeah, and he's like, you know what I am. Yeah. 
I love but the- she doesn't want to believe it because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I love him grabbing onto her cross and just holding on as it burns his yes. hand. He was doing it to prove a point, which I admire. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to have to admit it at some point. So he leaves. And we have Cordelia talking to somebody. Um, no, we skipped Kate um, starting to research on Penn's past killing. Oh, it's like a little montage. Yeah. Someone uh, pulled out all the files of everything that matched the current MO. Yeah. So she's going to be doing some research all night. Yeah. But, yeah, then we go to um, Angel Investigations. Yeah, and she's giving her whole spiel, and it's to Penn. Whoops. <laughs> Oops. So it turns – she – okay. I was like, I thought she was good at spotting vampires. Yeah, she did First really off. poorly on this one. Yeah, so she started to feel like something was off at one point, and then she's like, oh, you're that guy. She's like, and you were totally just pumping me for information. But Pretty like, much. Uh, you could see she was looking at the clues. Like, she spotted yeah. that he had this giant overcoat, and she's like, is it cold outside? Mm-hmm. He just completely ignores it. So yeah. he goes, he goes, you know I'll be able to kill you before you can reach the exit, and she opens up the blinds. <laughs> yeah. That was good. She's, she's, she's clever, Al girl. Yeah, so Angel comes out. And asks for a steak. She says it's too early in the morning for something. That, that actually really annoyed me. As funny as it is, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, she's not that stupid. And she's she's quite switched on. I was like, oh, you mean like a stabby, stabby steak. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so it has a back and forth between Angel and Penn. Yeah, he's been spending the last 200 years getting back at his father. His human father. <laughs> Exactly. Apparently. Yeah. Um, all I have to say is the facial hair is really unfortunate. I'm not a fan of the facial hair on Jeremy Renner. Mm. But he is so cute. Yeah. Um, so is that when Wesley comes in? I, yeah, I pretty much. Wesley like, did. There's this little back and forth between Angel and Penn, and Angel's pretty much like, I'm going to kill you now. And then the door yep. opens and it's Wesley. And it's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Wesley, you're the worst. Bad timing. Yep. Anywho. So, Penn ends up getting away. Mm. And everybody was doing all well, of the research. Just quickly, part of their conversation, yeah. Angel pretty much told him that his work was stale and repetitive and he was a disappointment and all this stuff. And so Penn's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do something big and different and new. Except he's not going to, actually. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, then the research starts, and they're yeah. able to figure out where Penn would be hiding because he's a really predictable vampire. Yeah, he had killed people at this hotel, and that's where he's staying now. Yeah, I love that – Um. They break in, and Wes is like, you can come in, and Angel just, like, strolls in. He's like, ah, oh, it's a vampire lair. <laughs> <laughs> Different rules apply. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I'm always looking for new vampire rules to write down. I love that um, Angel is had called, he goes, I bet you've, like, got news clippings on your wall and stuff, and there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, Penn likes to have his place blanky to make him more comfortable. That's why he uh, was at that place. Yeah. Um, at one point, Angel goes to visit Kate. Oh, just quickly. Um, yeah. In the apartment, they find information on a school bus and its route. And yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if that was before or after the whole Kate thing because I have Kate before they're in oh. Penn's apartment. Anyway, uh, not not important. So, uh, yeah, they find a picture of a school bus, so they figure he's going to do a massacre on yeah, his children. Yeah, because then I said, meanwhile, for me, it says he's going to plan something new and original, and then. Um, oh, no, sorry, you're right. Kate does happen before. Yeah, not, not a big deal. Yeah. Jumping back a bit, um, Angel goes to visit Kate, and she's basically super mad at him. She knows who Angel is. Yep. Um, she's researched all about Angelus, because that's what Penn called him. Mm. And apparently he's been in L.A. twice before and has killed people then, too. And maybe in Boston. Yep. And she's... um. Super mad. Yeah, blaming him for what's going on with Penn, because he created Penn. He did. So, basically, she's like, I'm going to um, put a stake through his heart, and if I see you again, I'm going to do it to you, too. Dun-dun-dun. Anyway, so it goes back to the police station, and yeah. she's saying, we're looking for this man, and we have reason to believe that he'll be contacting this man named Angel, possibly as his next victim. And apparently Penn blends in really well. Mm. Doesn't li- but he doesn't like the police sketch. No. Makes him look weird. Mm. But police sketches usually do make people look weird. Yeah, I was watching this um thing when it and it this comparison between police sketches and the actual criminal is like, huh? Some of them? It's just like what? <laughs> Yeah, I I never understood how someone describing a person would be able to render sketches like that. <laughs> I don't understand it. Anyway, but the suit he was rocking was on point. Yeah. Just saying. Um, so he beats up a bunch of cops and then drags Kate into the sewers. Mm. And he goes, let me be a bad guy and make a big speech. Or not. Yeah, because she's like, what are you doing? Where are you taking me? Yeah, he's not going to be that villain that stops and makes a big monologue, mm. which I appreciate. Yep. Except but, that I'm still waiting for the super big monologue to come along. I guess we had that with the mayor. Yeah. It's kind of monologue <laughs> the, the Oh, the poor mayor. His speech was interrupted by the eclipse. He wasn't ready. <laughs> he wasn't ready. Anyway. Um, um, but he does reveal to Kate that he's going to change her into a vampire, so Angel has oh, to yeah. kill her. That's when she does the whole I'm not going to kill you thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Angel turns up. Yeah, and she has holy water, which is good. Mm. Yep. She's the best. She is on board. Yep. Um, but so Angel's all like, oh. Pen's like, sorry, Pen's like, oh, you didn't go after the school bus. And Angel goes, not too predictable and original for you. I mean, too yeah. original for you, you're too predictable. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say something willingly, mm-hmm. and I'm probably never, ever going to say it again without being coerced into it, but 
everyone that Angel turns into a vampire has daddy issues. <laughs> I did it. Explain. I got it. Okay, explain. They all do. Um, do they? They all just want approval from their dad. And they, I, don't, I don't think Spike they go gives about a, it in a weird way. I don't think Spike gives a shit what Angel wants. Maybe not anymore, but he did for a while when he was at least Angelus. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of until until the whole Drew thing got really weird. Yeah, I, I, I think. Oh no! At first, I think he was just happy that Angelus was around. You know, the family was back yeah, together. I, I just think they have all they all have a really weird family issue going on. I should go to therapy. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> you need to write that fan fiction for me. I, I do. That is your but task. Until I find out who else is involved in this whole thing. Is there more people? I don't care if there are more people. I just want you to now write family counseling for Angel, Drew, Spike, and Penn. Like, just let your imagination run wild. That is okay. your task. I want it completed in the next three weeks. It doesn't have to be long. Damn. Just like a little script or something about them at family counseling. Okay, and then we'll post it on our Facebook page so people can read it. Yes. Anyway. There we go. Every, this is on yes. recording. You've got to do it. You've got three weeks. Okay, three weeks from the 4th of August, everybody. It's yeah. going to happen. Anyway, so there's this whole big, long thing about how – Angel used to do whatever was necessary. Mm. Well, the other thing, the, whole, the whole thing spawns from um, Penn ha- telling Angel that he's realized that Angel's right. He has spent two, 200 years to get to his father, but Angel's his real father. His vampire father, yeah. yes. And he improved him in so many ways his mortal father never could. And then I- Angel comes back with, right, you're grounded. <laughs> yeah, so they fight back and forth for a while, and he gets him in a headlock, which we're using a lot. Penn likes his headlocks. Yeah. Apparently everyone likes their headlocks. Anyway, including other demons. So he has him in a headlock, and so Kate has this big old stake she's going to use. Well, and yeah. let's call it something a about, Well, it was a big old piece of something. It would. It, it was a huge, like, plank thing. Yeah. Yeah, a big plank with a point on the end, because it's always got a point on the end. Yeah. So, he says that Angel used to do whatever, was willing to do whatever was necessary mm. to accomplish whatever it is he wanted to accomplish, and so I was like, well, he's still willing to do that because Kate stabs through him to stake Penn and yep. dust him. Yep. And I love Angel's whole thing, you missed. And she's like, no, I didn't. She didn't want to kill you, bro. Oh, she probably kind of does, but kind of. she's conflicted. Well, he's he's hot, so I understand. <laughs> I understand where she's coming from. But yeah, so she does pen, and it's, it's done. <sighs> so then it cuts to Angel doing what he does best. Mm. Brooding on top of a building. Yep. I think. So, um, Cordelia comes up and she's trying to just talk to him and I love her whole thing where she's like, see this big throbbing vein on my head doing the cha-cha? That's because I had a brain-splitting vision. She's kind of taking the whole vision thing in stride. Yeah, she's, she's, well, what, what else she's going to do? She can't get rid of it. 
She tried. I know, but she could just complain about it all the time, but she's kind of trying to not be such a pain in the ass. That would be so annoying. So he says, things here are not that much different from when I grew up. And she goes, except for the buildings and the cars and the everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay. I have a question for you, Mel. Mm Mm-hmm. He says something towards the end here that is like, I still liked it. Like the, the dreams that he was having. Yeah. Is that what you were going to use to prove your point mm. about how he's still Angelus? No, but it, it's okay. another point to be had. Okay. okay. Cause he does say that he still likes quote unquote Look, likes it. I'm going to tell you. It's going to be a long time before I have the evidence. It doesn't happen for age is what I'm going to use. Okay. I understand. But basically she says that the vision that comes from the powers that be wasn't for Angelus. It was for Angel. And she believes that Angel is a different person. Yep. She had this line, the powers that be, be, are, is. (laughs) She couldn't quite figure it out. So, but he's like, but if I ever go back and she goes, I'll kill you dead. Yeah, she's, she's, you'll get rid of him. She's like, he's like, thanks. That's what I wanted to hear. So, yeah. So she'll kill him dead if he goes evil again. So that's good to know. Yay. Um, so what I'm just going to say though, I think what really confuses the issue is the fact that Angel tries to pretend Angel and Angelus are two different people. Yeah. And then, of course, everybody else does, which just confuses the whole issue. But, yeah. I understand. Just because he has a soul doesn't mean he's actually, like, a whole different person. Well, he, he's still got Angel. He, he's still got parts of Angelus. Because yeah. he does say something to the effect of, it's still part of me. Yeah. Exactly. Which, I was like, hmm, I see here. <laughs> I see here, Mel. I see what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, what do we think of this episode? What do we think of Penn? He was adorable, <laughs> but he had major issues, and he needed to go. Oh, I, see, I wish Penn stuck around. I really would have enjoyed it. I, I'd love to have seen Penn and Spike confront each other. Yes. Like, see each other. Yeah, it would have been nice, but... No, no such thing. Yeah, it makes me sad. And there's no good fan fiction of it. <laughs> Don't left. worry, I'll get you. I'll get you some family counseling uh, fan fiction here in a bit. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna be so interested to see what you come up with. <laughs> I'm excited too. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Ooh, international titles. Uh huh. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out the word. My eyes are blurring. I should be wearing my glasses. Um, Premonitory dreams and shadow of the past. Who's shadow of the past? Germans. That's a better one. I mean, but they're both not great. They're not funny or anything. But I'm starting to realize that this isn't a funny show. Yeah, no, no. Angel's so much more serious than Buffy. Oh, yeah. Ugh. 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 Sorry. 
Sorry, listeners, you just got to put up my awning for a moment. <laughs> um, what did we rate this episode? It actually got an 8 for me. That was really good. Mm, it got an 8.5 for me. Because the character building was finding out more about Angel? Yep. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Figured as much. You know how this works now. I do. Favorite. It was very good, and it did have a lot of building for, for Angel there. Favorite moment? Um, I think my favorite moment... Um, I did really, um, like the, not the very last scene with him brooding on the rooftop, but the scene before that where it's the whole him and Penn fighting and then Kate staking Penn through Angel. Damn it, that was mine! (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. All good. We have the same favorite moment again. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a really good scene. Um, and character shout-out. It's going to go to Angel. Hmm? Because he had to, you know, confront one of his vampire sons that was doing some bad stuff. Can I and, say, um, he was a lot meaner <laughs> to Penn than he was to Spike. I mean, that's true. Spike survived several encounters with Angel. Yes. And Penn is just, like, dead. <laughs> well... He had a lot more to lose in Sunnydale than he does in L.A. Well, he should have. That's more the reason to just kill Drew and Spike. He, like, let them go at one point. He said to Drew, take Spike and leave. Because he cares. I guess he doesn't care as much about Pet. I don't know. I don't know. I have nothing for you. That's very sad. I don't know why he's meaner to Pen than he was to Spike. Andrew. (laughs) Don't forget Drew. Drew. Well, yeah. He was sexually involved with Drew at some point, so yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah. Anywho. It may be he was yeah, sexually he, involved with Penn. We don't know. I mean, do you, boo? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> no judgment. Anyway, but, yeah, he just had to deal with a lot, like his vampire son running amok and uh, having to tell Kate what's going on and have Kate hate him for a little while. That couldn't have been easy because they were kind of close. Mm. But at least he has the word of Cordelia that if he goes evil again, she'll kill him. Ooh, so hey. it all worked out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give mine to Pen. I knew it. Jeremy Renner, Angel's <laughs> other son. <laughs> true. He, Very true. He, he had it rough. Like, Daddy abandoned him. And he didn't know what was going on. All he wanted was some attention. Yeah. He should have gone to Sunnydale and and met up with Spike. Oh, they could have had a grand old time. (laughs) Well, no, Spike can't kill anything, so I think Penn would be pretty annoyed. (laughs) This is true. Not that it's Spike's choice. Spike would have taken taken it uh, upon himself to get rid of. That would be interesting. Spike vs. Pen. Yeah, or if Spike had gotten this whole issue when him and Angelus were on opposite sides. Huh. Anyway. All the fanfiction you can write yes. for me. 
Oh. I want you to write me some fan fiction. I only have one I have to write. <laughs> well, I only have to do one right now. Yeah. I can only do one at a time. Okay, okay, okay. Um, You're so excited now. I am. I want to hear, like, your creative... Well, read your creativity and thoughts and imagination. You'll get it all. It'll be just fine. <laughs> anyway, so our next episode is called Expecting. <laughs> okay. Um, expecting the... I automatically thought of someone's pregnant. Yep. And... I think it would have to be somebody close to Angel Investigations, but I don't think it's going to be Kate, so it has to be Cordelia. Okay. She's going to suddenly be pregnant for unknown reasons, because I don't think it would be somebody coming to Angel Investigations from the outside, because they wouldn't be able to prove that this woman wasn't already pregnant. Yeah. But with Cordelia, they know what's going on with Cordelia. Yeah. So she's suddenly going to be... I don't know if, like, super pregnant is the way to go about it, but she's going to be visibly pregnant. I'm, I'm going with that. Cordelia is suddenly super, super pregnant. Yeah, like, it's noticeable. It's not like, uh, just you know. Just the morning sickness. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a, just a gradual thing. Like, all of a sudden, she's super pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's a a witch that casts a spell on her, makes her super pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I got. Okay. And Wesley and Angel have to protect her slash figure out what the hell is going on. AI protect. I can't wait to see what Angel has to say about Cordelia being pregnant. If that's what this is. <laughs> oh, boy. Slash figure out what's going on. Okie dokie. Yeah. Zara, you're not helping. She decided to attack my pen. Yeah, well, you weren't using it. I was. <laughs> well, now you're not. Well, now I am. Kill! Let's see what this next week brings for us in Buffy and Angel. Yep. In the meantime, <laughs> if people want to contact us, they can email us, mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, once again, MM Podcast Network. Visit our website, mmpodcastnetwork.com. Tweet us, MMP Network. And if you are of the Tumblr variety, I am on Tumblr. I don't, can't claim to maintain a good blog. I'm very lazy. But I do get notifications if you message me there. And that is MM Podcast Network. And if people wanted to tweet me personally, I am at M underscore A underscore Bickett. Marissa, where can lovely people find you and encourage you to write fan fiction? <laughs> the people can give me ideas of what they want included in the fan fiction at Spoiler free. Ruben. Yes, spoiler free little things. Anyway, at Rissaroo312 on Twitter. No one has tweeted me and told me that they hated Hush as much as I did, but I digress. But I would like the people to rate and review us on iTunes, as always, so that we can have our ego stroked. And until next week, we will slay you later, guys.